0: Oh man, I was lucky I was lucky to get home and uh, I love being back home with the lovely Dom and my bride for uh 47 and a half years. So I'm back and I'm rolling and man, are you correct? Do we have a barn burner today?
1: All right. First the update for the Sheriff Mack, greatest tenth amendment win over Bill Clinton ever rendered in America, sir. It is.
0: I think people need to remember that uh, sheriff sued the federal government. Uh, I started the whole thing. I think good. Uh, I thank the good Lord that six other sheriffs joined the lawsuit. They saved it. Uh, no question about it. it was a team effort. But this decision is the most powerful 10th Amendment state sovereignty decision ever rendered in American history. And I will prove the point. Uh, it reiterates the case of new york versus uh united states from 1992 where the state of new york declined to take uh, nuclear waste uh, and that the federal government said they had the authority to command new york to take the federal nuclear waste this is what scalia uh, said and reiterated
1: in their decision so uh, let's it, be clear, Sheriff. Sure. Before you continue, not only said but reiterated. What that means is there's already case precedent that makes your point right. in spades, my friend. That is correct, Sam. Thank you for
0: that point. Uh, okay, so the Waste Policy Amendment of 1985, which required states either to enact legislation or provide for a disposal radioactive waste uh, program within there's their, their uh, respective states uh, so uh per, let's say either to uh so they had to either legislate pursuant to congressional orders from the United States government or to find some sort of administrative solution or the, so they had to do two two different things uh according to uh what the United States Congress wanted them to do Uh, And this is what Scalia said. We, the United States Supreme Court, concluded that Congress could constitutionally require the states to do neither. And in fact, and he reiterated what they said in the New York case. The federal government, we held, may not compel the states to enact or administer a federal regulatory program. And once again, Sam, that point... Hold on, I just got to stop you again. This just
1: shows the mainstream press for the liars that they are, suggesting that sheriffs (laughs) have no authority, suggesting that state officials have no authority. They act like the federal government can just run roughshod over everybody. And it's absolutely a lie. And not only does your case prove it, but court case precedent proves it as well, Sheriff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because this isn't this isn't uh, the first time con- congress ruled that the federal government has very little authority over the states uh, as a matter of fact the way it looks here it's almost none and what i was going to reiterate that i've said on your show hundreds of times that the federal government this proves it the federal government is not our boss they are not the boss of the counties they are not the boss of the cities they are not the boss of the states, and if they're not, then the states are sovereign and should be acting according to their own rules and constitution. And and yes, I've said a hundred times, the federal government uh, can re- can require the states and all their officers to follow the constitution, but they also must follow their own. and And usually, there's no conflict there. But if there is, then that's when something could go to the Supreme Court. Bottom line, the federal government cannot tell us what to do. orders around. They are not our
2: boss.
1: Not only is that true in your case, Sheriff, but as I mentioned, there's court case precedence for this reality. And what the mainstream liars in the media try to do is they try to make it a showdown between the sheriff of a given county and the president of the United States or and the Supreme Court or and the Congress, what they don't understand is there's not a battle. There's not a argument for supremacy via one over the other. We have different lanes that these people are in. Uh, The state's constitution relates to the sheriffs more so than the general constitution on a day-to-day basis. The general constitution in its very narrow scope, very limited delegated authority, has more authority – then, for example, the given state constitution, uh, because we delegated different responsibilities to the different government organizations. They're not meant to fight or be at odds or to be pitted one against the other. They are there to work in tandem, to keep each other in check without a doubt. But more importantly, to control the traffic lanes that they're in and the relationships that we have. Um, but the mainstream press wants you to believe it's a showdown. Oh, sheriff, you say you're more powerful than the president. No, that's not what we said at all. We just said there's different lanes. The president doesn't have jurisdiction in the county. That's all we're saying. Right. It isn't a battle. It's kind of like trying to pit a husband and a wife together. Look, they're supposed to have complementary roles, not adversarial roles, Sheriff.
0: Uh, absolutely. I, I keep telling my wife that. <laughs> but it, it, you're you, you, absolutely you. correct, Sam. <laughs> I'm glad she's still. I, I'm glad she's still in bed. She's not feeling very good And well I'm today. staying out of this. Yeah. Yeah. But but Sam, the, the truth of the matter is, what you talk about the press. You, uh, going back to my interview with Sarah Sidner on CNN, um, she refused to acknowledge this case. She refused. She says that the the police have to follow the the rulings of the United States Supreme Court. So I That's reminded obvious. her about Plessy versus Ferguson, and then I reminded her about my case. She ignored it, and I asked her. And I want to ask this to every every police agency in every state and every county and city administration do we have to follow this decision do police do sheriffs do cities counties and states and does the federal government have to follow my case do they have to follow this ruling it hasn't been altered it hasn't been changed it hasn't been rescinded It's not a Roe v. Wade thing where they the Supreme Court came back and said, "Oh yeah, we're not." Oh yeah, we made a mistake there. We're going to overrule that case. They have not done that in this case. This case has been around for 25 years. The New York case has been around 27 years, and and uh, the Lopez decision, which you referred to others, the Lopez decision, the Bond decision, have all been there to say the federal government has limited powers. And they are not in charge of the state. I'm holding up my ruling. So that everybody will purchase this at CSPOA.org. Everyone should read this. Everyone should have this. Every high school student should take this to school with them.
1: Yes. Amen. And the reason that I bring up Sarah again at CNN uh, is because of this, Sheriff. Yes, she ignored your Supreme Court case. But let's be very clear. She didn't ignore it out of ignorance. She didn't ignore it because she doesn't quite understand. She intentionally spiked the truth of the story, and I'll prove it to you. In the full-length interview at CSPOA.org, she acknowledges your case right at the start, acknowledges that's the reason that you guys are together having this discussion in the first place, acknowledging the win over Bill Clinton. She acknowledges all that in the long-form interview that's quote unedited that you released in her edited Mm -hmm. down three minutes she flat out intentionally leaves that out Mm -hmm. let's be very clear about their dishonesty and their immorality because you know what what happens if she brings up that case admits that you won talks about the court case precedent setting reality of the greatest 10th amendment decision ever entered she knows that she'll get fired and she also knows that if americans catch the truth of what's really happened here in your case and going forward, Americans and states will absolutely change the game and they know it and they can't dare talk about it because their communist slash socialist agenda will go out the window and they know it. That's my opinion to which I'm entitled, you can't sue me, but I'm telling you, they know full well the truth and if the truth gets out, their books are cooked, Sheriff.
0: Yeah, and the whole purpose of her uh, interviewing me was to attack and to Uh, decrease, marginalize, or take away any credibility that I have or that we have at the CSPOA. Uh, And so uh, it proves once again that we are over the target, that what we are doing is working. And I want to encourage all the Brighteon listeners and the Brighteon family, uh, join us in this holy cause. What we're doing is working and do not forget this. It is the only peaceful and effective solution that America has left Uh, believe me I would love to have constitutional conservatives who enforce the Constitution in Washington DC we don't have them and we haven't had them for a long time and for anybody to think that we're going to solve this problem where the problem was originated and where they created all this All you have to do is look at the recent legislation called the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, where we have 87,000 more Gestapo agents in this country that are going to be going after the American people with the uh, attacks, uh, bullying, cruelty, and destruction that the IRS has caused for uh, over 100 years in this country. And instead of getting more agents at the border, or involved with human trafficking, or to stop uh, the incessant uh, sexual exploitation of children uh, at the border and across the country and across the world. No, we're not assigning 87,000 more agents to stop those crimes. We're assigning them to go after the American people. That is how ridiculous this is. It's how backwards it is. And it is supposed to be, Sam. The rules and laws in the Constitution require government to be transparent and open with what they're doing. And that the American people have privacy guaranteed in the Fourth Amendment, privacy with our financial transactions, privacy with to be secure in our house's papers and effects. And I have a right to have my bank account clandestinely go after us. And they're supposed to be doing just the opposite.
1: That's why it's so critical for us to call them to account, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to get to this a little later in the broadcast, but a quick teaser. Sheriff Mack was at the Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit. We'll explain a lot of the details of what he witnessed and the whole details then. But understand that Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke, Mike Lindell was on stage, and Mike Lindell had... Uh, A few choice words for the media as we do. The problem is they're just dishonest. They paint us as somehow domestic threat terrorists. They paint us as insurrectionists. They paint us as, you know, carrying out the big lie or this or that or, you know, hey, President uh, or Sheriff Mack thinks he's greater than God or greater than the president. You know, all these absolute dishonest lies. And the fact is they know the truth. And I think that the Sarah uh, CNN uh, interview proves it. Where Look, they acknowledge right at the start that Bill Clinton lost and that Sheriff Mack won. And anybody worth their salt as an investigator and or as a journalist would ask the who, what, when, where, why uh, of the story, Sheriff. And that's something that I really believe is missing here. Because otherwise it's impossible for Americans to kind of connect the dots and unless they listen to the new media taking center stage, unless they go to CSPA.org and really read your work and, and understand the body of your work. They're just deceived and they're just, they just—they don't understand because the mainstream press is manipulation of the truth. And Mike Lindell rightly trashed them, uh, and you are and I am as well because they're dishonesty. I tried to get a hold of the CNN folks to see if Sarah would come on. Of course, they're never available. They don't have enough money, I guess, to answer their phones these days. Poor CNN on the ropes because of their dishonesty. They're so broke they can't even have a person answer their phones anymore. What a disgrace. Michael, that was equally uh, critical, right?
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, And, yeah, in fact, (laughs) when we were having our sheriff panel discussion, he, uh, well, let's say he called me to task. Because I said regarding Sheriff Smaling's case where the Democrat uh, AG refused to investigate it, uh, and pursue, uh, par- uh, prosecution against the six public officials who, uh, in Sheriff Smailing's investigation, uh, made it very clear that they were guilty of. Uh, I said, well, the Democrats stopped it and they only, well, and then, uh, Lindell said, no, don't say that, Sheriff. He said, it's not just the Democrats. If you look in Georgia, it's the Republicans who are responsible, uh, for the subterfuge on the election. So
1: he, he was right. Amen to that. He's right as rain, right. yeah, And that's the problem yeah. that we fall into is that because some Republicans do some good, we want to give them more credit than they deserve. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a yeah. few that are good. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Rand Paul. I'm not saying nobody does any good, but for the most part, the Republicans get way too much credit. <laughs> remember, I remember they're just, the ones uh, that betrayed
0: Trump as well. Oh, totally. But they betrayed America at the same time. Amen. At, and so uh you reminded me that and i just sent you a picture of the panel discussion that we had with uh about nine or ten sheriffs uh and Darleef had his uh investigator there that has been doing the investigation on election fraud in his county for over a year uh and so that investigator um i had an interview with mike Lindell and that investigator uh and they went over that and then uh, I took a picture right after, um, uh, what's her name, Marjorie Green? Yes. Yeah, I took a picture with her, and I just sent that to Hunter, and maybe he can put that up. Uh, All right, so we'll get right those after, up, and we'll dig right into this Green. more
1: when you come back. I know you got to take off, yeah. right?
0: No, right? No, 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 no. Uh, at the top of no. the hour, I have another interview with Epic Times. Oh, at so the top I, of I'm, the hour?
1: Yes. So you're good for this whole hour? Yes. Oh, right. Well, then forget all I've been saying, ladies and gentlemen. I stand corrected. I guess the second hour of radio uh, will be yeah. uh, Richard Mack taking off yeah. and doing that, and he'll get back and report. But he'll be with Josh yeah. Phillip, by the way, of the Epic Times. Yeah. Josh Phillip is a tremendous reporter, and I'm starting to consider a dear friend. I've seen him at multiple events now. I've had him on the radio with me many times. I'm just telling you right now, the guy is a class act. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen their documentary on the the real story of January the 6th, you need to go watch it at theepictimes.com. That movie is incredible. But for now, I want to stick with the topic at hand. Sheriff Mack provides an inside look from Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit in Springfield, Missouri. You were there. We mentioned that Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke. Uh, Now, she is a Georgia Republican, which is interesting because Mm – um, the Georgia Republicans are not willing to stand with the truth on election fraud, but Marjorie is, isn't she?
0: Oh, and by the way, uh, Hunter just showed those two pictures, uh, the panel just, discussion, and, and and Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was a very congenial, very nice lady, and, and did a tremendous job there herself. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, Sam, the sheriff stole the show, uh, and it was yeah. an amazing conclusion to the whole thing. And uh, Tanya and our staff did a great job of getting the sheriffs uh, uh, there. <laughs> so it took a lot of work. Man, sometimes uh, uh, dealing with the sheriffs all across the country is like herding cats. And Tanya uh, did a great job. And, and those sheriffs were there. We had a couple of sheriffs that had to uh, bow out right at the last minute. Uh, Sheriff Vaughn from Virginia had to leave early. Uh, but we had the sheriffs there. And... Uh, It was a tremendous impact on this whole and entire Moment of Truth uh, Summit uh, put together by Mike Lindell and his team. And it was a spiritual uh, experience to be there and to hear the truth and to see that there is uh, a path and a plan of action that Mike Lindell has uh, laid out for sheriffs and, and all of America. Uh, to expose the truth of the uh, election fraud.
1: That's incredible. And by the way, Tanya putting all the sheriffs together and working on that so hard, she always does a phenomenal job. She's in the background for the CSPOA, uh, but she does deserve a kudos now and then and credit. You know, sometimes uh, those of us who are front men or whatever you want to call us, those of us who who have the limelight oftentimes, whether we deserve it or not, sometimes we get the credit and really the credit belongs with Don Uh, your lovely wife tanya and many others who really uh, work behind the scenes to really make a difference uh, and i just want to give a big shout out to them in appreciation because you know what without them i uh, would be all melting down sheriff
0: and uh, mike lindell has uh, a great staff as well that have just been tremendous and uh, we applaud them uh, and it's a great team it's a great team effort and it was very impressive it was powerful uh, oh and the first thing that happened the sheriffs are all showing up early in the morning and sheriff Devereaux from oklahoma texted the rest of us that were kind of coming in behind him and he said security won't let us in because we happen to be packing heat or in other
1: words they had their guns on uh and now in other words they're doing what hold on in other words they're doing what's (laughs) normal for sheriffs to do sir
0: exactly and a lot of these sheriffs drove in, uh, some of them flew in, they still had, they still had their guns on, and security would not let, would not allow sheriffs to enter the room, and they're on the, they're on the panel discussion, they're speakers at this summit. So I hurried and called Michelle, who is a right hand woman for uh, Mike Lindell, who helped organize this whole thing, and she contacted security, and security then, walked out to all of us sheriff and and walked us around the uh, metal detectors and took us in personally to
1: uh, escorted us into the summit. Well, that's good for them. You know, The Ahern Hotel, um, right when we talked about security at our event, by the way, the Ahern Hotel said, yeah, um, you know, we need to make sure that you guys coordinate this and do this and this and this. But for the sheriffs, it's not really an issue at all. They understood it right from the get go. So it's really an understanding (laughs) issue to a great degree, right?
0: Yeah, and I understand the security and, and security is necessary. And this is a team that has gone across the country and has done a lot of powerful big time rallies and events. And they've worked for... Uh, the the
1: Trump events around the country.
0: These guys are really good, so I don't want to complain about them at all. They were fantastic.
1: All right, egg tight, ladies and gentlemen, the Sheriff Mack Show and Liberty Roundtable Live continue on your favorite news the networks refuse to use, Station.
3: Tired of being surveilled and tracked by the wireless phone companies and a rogue government? get off the surveillance grid by turning to Volta Wireless. By plugging the Volta SIM card into your phone, you become hidden from the spy networks of AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and other carriers while maintaining your full ability to place and receive phone calls and SMS texts. Go to VoltaWireless.com and use discount code BTV to save big on your first month. You get free VPN services included, plus a private messenger that's encrypted, as well as another Volta private phone number that can coexist with your current number. Learn more at VoltaWireless.com and use discount code BTV for major savings. It works with both iPhones and Android phones across 200-plus countries. Volta Wireless is the official wireless privacy sponsor of Brighton.tv.
4: The Kali-Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt-action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kali-Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Cali key Because a bolt-action is not an assault weapon. Stay future-ready from gun bans with a Cali key The Kali-Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at Key.com with free shipping.
0: Thanks for your support of this platform.
5: Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, in the first part of this hour, we talked about the Sheriff Richard Mack Supreme Court case win over Bill Clinton, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in America. You want to get that Supreme Court case decision, CSPOA.org. While you're there, you might as well join and become part of the great posse, helping sheriffs. Take America back. One heart, one mind, one issue, one sheriff at a time. we got a lot of work to do. We need your help. CSPUA.org gets it done. We're talking today about Sheriff Mack providing an inside look at Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit that took place just last weekend in Springfield, Missouri, ladies and gentlemen. It was a packed house, too, huh, Sheriff?
0: Oh, yeah. It was a huge crowd. Uh, I would say uh, at its zenith uh there was about 1200 people in the audience uh it was very well organized uh it was one power punch after another amazing national speakers uh displaying on the screen uh exactly what they were talking about showing the evidence the irrefutable evidence that this has happened uh uh Mike Lindell speaking himself and and showing that the likelihood he believes and, and I think it's very accurate, uh, the way he presented it, it, it. I would, I would have loved to have CNN reporters and, and reporters from all over the country, from whatever media outlet. USA radio news audience.
2: with Lance. And there was a lot of twice. media
0: there, uh, but none of the leftist media showed up. Uh, and, uh, Steve Bannon was there. Brandon House was there uh lots of different uh media outlets uh I was constantly getting interviewed and I was a little bit disappointed in that and I probably should have turned down uh some of the interviews so that I could have been in the audience and getting a better picture of what uh Mike Lindell was painting so I missed some of it and and I'm uh, uh, I'm a little I'm not just a little bit disappointed I'm more than disappointed but I I should have just told uh, some of the uh interviewers that I wanted to remain in the audience and some of them literally took me out of the audience to to uh, do a lot of these interviews and you know how that is Sam these types of events but Mike Lindell wanted these uh news outlets there and they were told that they could get uh interviews from anybody they wanted so I tried to cooperate but I'm telling you it hurt a little bit just because I didn't get the entire picture so i want you to know that up front <clears throat> there has to be though an, an emphasis on what mike lindell pointed out to everyone and everyone listening to us right now sam needs to go to his website uh and and understand this that the election from 2020 any and all the elections from 2020 can be totally and completely erased on September 3rd. That's when the statute of limitation ends in preserving elections.
1: The, the now, biggest I know thing Lieutenant. that means, I need, hold on, hold on. I know yeah, this is it, but I need you to repeat this because I think people really need to let this sink in and understand what we are saying here. Sure. Yeah. Good point, Sam, you're right. Folks,
0: the evidence from, uh, or <laughs> if you don't want to call it evidence, the results of the elections of 2020 can and will be erased on September 3rd unless sheriffs go to their counties and say, I am investigating, do not erase any of this. And, and he needs to access that as soon as he can and preserve it as evidence. I will tell you that Tina Peters, and this came up also, in fact, they showed quite a, a lengthy video of Tina Peters and what she did in Colorado as the county recorder. She tried to preserve the election and the evidence of fraud in her county. And, of course, they arrested her. And this is this is how this machine of the federal government and FBI work. Uh, we've already seen their subterfuge. They did it to me in 1998 when I was running for uh, Utah County Sheriff the FBI and IRS raided my office so folks again you need to get your sheriff moving you need to get moving on this yourself you can uh, look up the evidence that uh, Mike Lindell pointed out on this you can still reference this summit he had it live streamed on Frank's speech and and that's his network but we only have a couple of weeks left to preserve the evidence and you need to get your sheriff involved to go do that.
1: Tough. One. I don't know exactly how to respond to this sheriff. I really don't because you know what? Once that happens, there is no going back. I'm
0: afraid you're right uh, to access the evidence of this. Uh, we have a very small window and that's why uh, Lindell did this summit when he did, he said, we've got to get moving. Uh, he believes that fraud happened in 100% of the counties uh, to one extent or another, 100%, he said. And that's why your sheriff uh, should be getting in, involved. And a lot of these sheriffs, about I would say about a third of the sheriffs in this country are up for reelection right now. Uh, and that's why uh, they're going to be busy and time is of the essence. But just as um, uh, Sheriff Leaf did in Berry County, Michigan, he was there. Uh, and his detective was there uh, that's investigating this. Uh, you got two weeks, folks. You got two weeks. And and this is the greatest, if this happened, as Mike Lindell said, it is the greatest coup against the American people uh, since our foundation. Since our foundation. And we have got to get moving. Your sheriff needs to get moving. Sheriffs Let's go, get moving, and let's make sure that that we preserve the evidence that is going to be erased if we don't do something now.
1: Almost scary, ladies and gentlemen, because a lot of people are saying we don't want to look back at the 2020 elections. But here's the problem. If we don't continue to look back at 2020, if we allow them to get away with the 2020 virtual coup, Uh, They tried to say January 6th was that, but that was a lie. Most folks on January 6th truly wanted Congress to review, uh, do their duty, okay? But what happened is they got derailed from that, and then Congress never even looked at it. And this is part of the reason that this is lasting so long, this discussion and this battle over the election in 2020, because look, when Congress won't even look at it and dig in and build our confidence with evidence and facts and uh, transparency and everything, all that does is add fuel to the fire, what happened on January the 6th. Most people were peaceful. Most people that were there were like, hey, this isn't as we're being told. Um, you know, People who literally breached the perimeter and anything else are not being held accountable by the FBI, etc. That whole thing dovetails to this, which is, hey, you know what? If we don't hold them accountable for 2020 uh, and or at least make the next election, 2022 midterm elections, uh, more right. transparent, we will lose trust in voting forever, folks. Okay, this is very, very serious, and I know that people are saying, hey, turn your back on 2020, Sam, it's over, forget it, spilled milk, who cares? No, you don't understand, because then it'll be, oh, who wants to look back at the 22 elections? Who wants to look back at the 24 elections? Oh, you can't really check into the – oh, you know what? We don't really have authority to even look into these things. That is the big lie, Sheriff. It
0: it is the big lie, Uh, and we all have the right to question how our votes are being tabulated, how they're being counted. Is it secure? Is it manipulated? Is it real? Uh, and folks, uh, I will go back to this time and time again. And this was one of the conclusions from this summit, Sam, is that we've got to get rid of the computers uh, and then establish a safe and effective way to do it. And Mike Lindell presented that. I said, I said, Mike, uh, it's going to take a while to get a new system in place. And he goes, no, it's already there you can use the exact same ballots that they're using just make sure you hand count them and that you have a a double check on that you have a check and balance on that making sure that there's somebody there uh, from both sides of the aisle to count each vote. he said france does it france uh, counted millions of votes within hours Uh, and the important thing here isn't the speed to which votes are counted it's the accuracy, and that we have a system in place that's fair and honest and and, um, uh, not computerized where
1: all these computers can be hacked and manipulated. But I'm convinced that humans can count the votes faster. Listen carefully to me. He said the same. Faster and more transparently than a computer can. He said the same. Yep. And and I'll tell you why. I'm I'm an IT guy for a living. I'm an IT guy for a living, remember, so I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Now, if all the votes were instantly into the computer from the start, that may not be true. But when you have to deal with paper ballots and you have to scan the votes or you have to take them off of a machine, all the machines are not hooked to the internet, remember? Lies, Mm -hmm. again. But what I'm saying is, hey, if all of those are on separate machines as they claim, it's the getting all the votes together to count in the first place that's the hard part it's the i have a paper ballot that i now print out and now for me to compare that and to literally count um they've got these fast counting systems that Greg Phillips Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht told us about the fast counting uh, software and stuff but the problem is to fast count you got to get all that stuff centralized and together and digitized first okay so they lie if you print out ballots So you don't have to print them because they're printed in advance. People fill out the ballots and all you got to do is count the ballots. I promise you a human can count them more transparently and faster than a computer can. And you say, how is that possible, Sam? The answer is that decentralized reality is the key to the exercise. Because they're all decentralized, you have to get them all centralized to count them with the computers. If you have them decentralized and you have thousands of counters, hundreds of thousands of counters, because you have hundreds of thousands of precincts in America, um, then everybody's just counting a few ballots. Every precinct is only about 800 ballots strong. Uh, and if you have five mm. or six counters, pretty soon you're only counting a couple of hundred ballots at tops. And you can have transparency, yeah. you can have accountability, you can have vote watchers, you can have everything that it takes to certify an election and do so under the penalty of perjury. And we've got to jettison computers, go to paper ballots, and have the penalty of perjury be the responsibility of those who take an oath to count the ballots. Honestly, that's what we need, Sheriff, and it can be done literally tomorrow. Lindell's right on this one. Yeah, he is. And and uh, it, t- it took some
0: convincing on me, but you know uh, <laughs> I have no IT uh, capabilities whatsoever. Uh, I'm not an IT specialist like you are, uh, but I do listen and uh, Lindell's people and his other speakers and you have all corroborated the same thing, that it can be done quickly. Uh, but I don't care about the speed of votes. I care about the accuracy. But he said, just as you did, it can be even faster uh, than the computerized voting. Uh, and those machines are required by law to be calibrated and tested, and yet they
1: haven't been. So. It's, but the it's very, over and over. the very, you should be doing the on. very calibrated point that you bring up, Sheriff, mm-hmm. is the very reason that you cannot trust them. If you must Correct. calibrate it to make sure that it's accurate, then how do you know that the calibration is accurate and that the calibration held and that the calibration works? You don't know, Sheriff. Otherwise, Excellent you wouldn't need point. to calibrate it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent point. You don't have to calibrate hand counting. <laughs> Let me calibrate my brain because I just counted that. Oh, wait a minute. Let me it, it, look. What does calibration mean? Mm-hmm. Calibration means we try to set the machine up to where what? It knows where to start. It knows where to end. What does calibration mean, ladies and gentlemen? And the answer is that. We need a solid starting point. If you calibrate a printer, just for example, so you understand, we need to mark the starting point so all the lines line up, all the different things line up on the page and everything else. Calibration is about positioning, right? You've got to calibrate these Good. vote counters so that they're clear for the starting point, clear for the ending point, uh, that, that no confusion or that it doesn't skip. Like on a printer, if a printer's not calibrated, it skips a page or it merges lines together. It it's not accurate. The calibration is all about saying we got to set it up for accuracy. Well, if you got to set it up for accuracy, you don't have confidence either, or quit calibrating it.
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent point. Yeah. And uh, I don't think anybody talked about that point, so you, you probably should have been there to say that uh, yourself. Um, and in fact, I I, I kind challenge of wish that you any. Had to-
1: I challenge any IT person to debate me on this, Sheriff. Anybody who knows about electronics or knows about com- machines or calibrations, or, I challenge you on this. If you are confident in your election machines, you do not need to calibrate them, sir. If you need to calibrate them, what are you doing that for? I, will, I wanna know. Yeah, to hope, hopefully to prevent cheating. But
0: the thing of it is, you're right. If you have to calibrate something, uh, it can be it can
1: be manipulated. Because if you say to prevent cheating, are you suggesting that cheating is possible? Uh, absolutely. Okay, just making <laughs> sure. Because, see, the problem <laughs> is, ladies and gentlemen, if you use your common sense, you realize that vote fraud, election fraud in America has been going on for a very long time. And there's very simple ways to address the problem. Will you make it perfect? I don't think so because we're humans. But you can get it pretty dang close to confident, accurate, transparent, stable, reliable to where you can build trust in the system again. And what they're famous for saying is, yeah, there's always election problems. There's always election fraud. There's always – but then they go and say, but it won't change the election or it didn't change the election. How do you know? Maybe it didn't change the presidential presidential election, but it might have changed my election or your election. Or And, and right. my response to all these people about this is very simple. Do we only care about fraud? or care about election uh, mishaps or whatever words you want to use to describe them, only if you think it might have changed the outcome? Or do you care all the time? See, if you're going to build trust and honesty, you've got to say it matters if there's a little bit of vote fraud, a little bit of election fraud, a little bit of um, problems. And when they say we have no evidence, my response is then why did um, Ron DeSantis arrest 20 people? Is that because there's no evidence, Sheriff?
0: Right. Right, and why did uh, Sheriff Lamont in Yuma – he's already arrested three, and it looks like there's going to be maybe dozens more in uh, pursuant to his investigation in Yuma, Arizona, uh, Yuma County. So, yes. So, my fellow uh,
1: Americans, you need to challenge the media every time when they run around and say without evidence or uh, the election big lie or – you know what? They're just engaging in projection. The big lie is that they have committed fraud in the elections, 66 ways from Sunday. And that's why it's so hard to pin down a little bit here, a little bit there. Before you know it, the elections are absolutely uh, reversed and manipulated. We are calling a halt to their con game. If you trust your machines, do not calibrate them anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good point. Well, Sam, and then, as I said, as I said, the um, panel discussion with the sheriffs, do you know what? Only two sheriffs and I spoke. And I will tell you why. Uh, it, we only had about 30 minutes. We had about nine, ten law enforcement officers there. Uh, and you can see the picture. I just sent Hunter. I hope you can put the recent one up, Hunter, that shows the crowd. This is the crowd's response to these sheriffs. And it was it, the most powerful thing of it, Sam, is that there were uh, ten sheriffs and detectives on the stage, That was it. You didn't need to say anything else, Sam. But to see that these sheriffs came from all over the country to be at this uh, Moment of Truth Summit, their presence was the best message we could have sent all across America. We had 10 sheriffs representing hundreds of sheriffs. Obviously, we could have got more sheriffs there, but we didn't have room for it. We didn't even have room for the 10. But they came up on the stage, and Mike had the others that were not on uh, the panel to come up and stand behind us. They it, it was so um, it was a metaphor of sheriffs standing for liberty that was the picture in front of these uh, this uh, thousand some odd crowd, and I showed I showed Hunter I sent him a picture just now of the crowd responding to these sheriffs. There it is. It's up. This is the. You crowd. want to know why the Go crowd ahead.
1: responds, Sheriff? Yes.
0: Because Go they ahead. are
1: learning all over the country that this is the county sheriff, America's last yes. hope. They understand that we, the people, yes. combined with their duly elected sheriffs, absolutely can change the game in our constitutional republic. They right. intuitively know this, Sheriff. And you can see the reaction right now. And and the people
0: afterwards were uh, shaking hands, uh, patting the sheriffs on the back. We sold out of our books at our CSPOA table. Uh, The people were very engaged. The sheriffs were very engaged. The sheriffs did what we wanted them to do. They stood there for freedom. They made their presence known to the people. We are here to protect you. We are America's last hope and oh my gosh it was beautiful and that picture that that uh, hunter just put up if you can't hunter put that up again it affected the hearts of the people Sam this picture is like powerful you can feel the spirit of this picture the crowd is jam-packed and they're all standing going crazy there's a couple people that haven't stood up yet in that picture but they're standing they're whistling they're yelling they're clapping and they're doing that because they're seeing this beautiful picture on the stage. And I actually took that picture when I I felt this. And I felt the the power and the spirit from these people that were saying, there is a solution. We have come to the right meeting. We have seen the truth. And the truth is, the sheriffs are America's last hope. And folks, they work for you and you need to get a hold of your sheriff look at mike lindell's website go there and see what your the call to action is because the call to action is you participating in this process and you getting a hold of your sheriff and anyone else in public uh, service that will listen and that will do something about this and prevent the destruction of
1: evidence on september 3rd i only have one question sheriff about this mm-hmm are the mainstream press photographers not talented enough to get photos like that? <laughs> I'm afraid so, Sam. <laughs> uh,
0: Epic times is going really to think your- about it though.
1: <laughs> How can you not look at that picture and understand and realize that the place was packed, that the event was incredible? All I see in the mainstream press is. Attacks on Mike Lindell. Oh, Mike Lindell attacked the mainstream press. Well, you're dang right, she did, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Green. You know she rejects the Republican narrative that's going to cover up elections. Shame on Marjorie. And da da da. And the mainstream press just continues their lie. But you look at that picture. You know they say a picture is a thousand words, Sheriff. Look at that photo, and then look at the mainstream press reporting. And folks, we couldn't be on different planets if we tried. I mean, this is insanity. Um, but yet, you know what? They could have taken this very picture as well, Sheriff. They could. We'll leave on that note. That. Thank you all so much. Ladies and gentlemen, become a member of the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. God bless. Bridie on TV and radio. You gotta dig it, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, hard hitting talk radio at your fingertips always. Six days a week, two hours a day, we tell the tale of truth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Man, the first hour TV with Bridie on TV, Bridie on Radio, Liberty News Radio, loving Liberty Radio Networks and radio stations, AM and FM radio stations around the country, not to mention globally on the internet. Welcome to the broadcast. Man, we discussed the Sheriff Mack, Supreme Court win over Bill Clinton, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in America. Wow, we kicked off the broadcast with that. We then dovetailed into Sheriff Mack providing an inside look from Mike Lindell's, quote, moment of truth summit in Springfield, Missouri. It was a packed house. The mainstream press absolutely Losing their minds as we tell the tale of truth, and as their gatekeeping yesteryear tasks seem to be melting away in the great republic, the United States of America. Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke a Georgia Republican, and what was interesting about her speech is she jettisoned the Republican and the Democrat uh, idea. Don't discuss elections. She said, "You know what? That's bogus. We got a problem here." And amen, is she right? The Georgia Republicans covering up things just as much as the Democrats. Shame on them for doing so. They're attacking Greg Phillips. Um, they're attacking the Messenger. What a shame on that. But when Mike Lindell took the stage, he rightly called to account slash trashed the dishonest one media or one-sided media lies, ladies and gentlemen. He literally took the mainstream press apart for their dishonesty. They're shutting Mike Lindell down. They're trying to shut us down. They can't handle the debate of open ideas in America because they will lose every time. The only way they can have their upper hand is if they manipulate the media to the point where you can't see both sides. Therefore, you can't ferret out the truth. Shame on the disgraceful mainstream press. Um, If you want to get CSPOA, SMS, or text message updates, simply text the letters CSPOA to the number um, 53445. Text the letters CSPOA to 53445. We'll get you on the text list, and you can keep up the speed on what we are doing uh, and more. Archives of the simulcast of the Sheriff Mac Show and Liberty Roundtable Live can be found um, at libertyroundtable.com. LovingLiberty.net for the audio side of the equation, or brightion.com for the TV side of the equation. Next hour, we've got a lot of incredible stories for you as well, but I'm going to wrap up with a recap of the previous show that took place yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, kind of a summary. We normally do that at the start of the hour, but when we go to TV, we try to move that to the end of the hour. We're trying to do our very best. TV and radio don't format perfectly, so we're adjusting on the fly. But we had our guest on, Dr. Scott Bradley, with me to preserve the nation, his collegiate series and lifelong goal, his website, freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked about Barb and Ken, two American patriots, Barb Barb and Ken Cromar. We absolutely believe in miracles, they say. Do you? Please share widely and pray hard uh, with reverence of whose battle this is. It's the Lord's battle. The government going after Ken and Barb. Uh, shame on them. They already stole their homes, kicked them out, sick to, sicked sick, a 75-man SWAT team on the poor innocent couple. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If they can attack you and me, uh, they will. Beware. We call for a complete shutdown of both unconstitutional agencies who am i talking about the cdc that's the center for disease control and prevention and the fda that's the food and drug administration shut them both down completely they're a disgrace to the republic that's for sure we also discussed the proper role of constitutional government with checks and balances limited government the rule of law and the need for an educated citizenry, ladies and gentlemen, with Dr. Scott Bradley. Tremendous hour. Second hour, equally uh, riveting, by the way. We talked to Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, always doing a phenomenal job. And we talked about all roads lead to, quote, Ron Paul was right, writes Alan Stevo. An incredible column talking about the legacy of Ron Paul in modern times and how founding father-esque he has been in the Congress And then running the incredible Campaign for Liberty organization with Young Americans for Liberty on college campuses and all over the country as well. Ron Paul has been right all along on so many fronts. It's incredible. There is something contagious about courage like that. Courage that says go out and do what's right. Disregard the insults of the world and stand for truth and honor and freedom. integrity, and that is Ron Paul, the legacy that he set as we celebrate his 87th birthday. Incredible. Mr. Stevo also concludes his article with a very fascinating impression. America is, quote, trending Republican. Republicans are trending towards Trump. Trump is trending towards his most principled advisors, and advisors are increasingly trending towards Ron Paul, it's a fascinating thing to watch, and I know it's slower than molasses, slower than tar. It's frustrating as all get out, but good things are happening in America. Don't you believe otherwise, ladies and gentlemen? Um, By the way, supersized IRS will shrink liberty, no doubt about that reality check. The premise behind the income tax is that the government is the true owner of property, and thus has the right to take as much from anybody as they desire. Therefore, the income tax is incompatible with a free society, but necessary for a tyrannical state. We talked about some incredible stuff. An article from Thomas DiLorenzo uh, comparing Biden and Alexander Hamilton as destroying America. It's no wonder the founding fathers opposed a standing army in peacetime, we better be very careful with the, uh, with the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. They're putting together an IRS standing army against us all. Beware, ladies and gentlemen. Pray hard, stand for what is right. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
4: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, talk, radio Show. talk Show.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, hard hitting talk at your fingertip, conti- fingertips, wow, continues now. This is the broadcast for August the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely, we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, ladies and gentlemen, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. The first hour with Brighty on TV was incredible. You need to go watch it on Brighty on TV, bridieon.com. Now, TV is the live site. But Brighteon.com is the archived uh, where you can watch the rebroadcast of the show anytime on demand that fits your busy schedule. All right, we got so much to cover, man. It's just incredible. Um, boom is the headline Judge rules government can't keep FBI raid secret. Yeah, what do you think of that, ladies and gentlemen? This is, believe it or not, a Jeffrey Epstein judge as well, which I find kind of interesting. But you can't keep the FBI raid affidavit secret. But here's the problem. Let's Feds propose redactions to quote key allegations. Bob Unruh, WND.com, ladies and gentlemen. I know most people want to believe we're going to get to the bottom of this. But I do not believe we are. The FBI has literally created an unprecedented attack on we, the people, starting with our former president, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And the problem with this is they now have overreach to the point where even the average Joe in America is like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold the heck on. Right. And people are going, this is just insanity. We can't have that." Okay. Everybody knows it. So the FBI now is trying to create, uh, run interference and create subterfuge on this thing to the point where nobody knows what's going on. So you got this Jeffrey Epstein judge that protected the pedophile criminal, that protected everyone around the pedophile criminal, who now is involved in the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago's documentation. And he wants you to believe that he's a good guy. And so he's going to come out and say, yeah, you know, FBI, you can't... um You know, you can't withhold the documents from the people there, and he acts like he's the people's guy. Trust you meet, ladies and gentlemen, these lawyers and judges and uh, people in high places like this. They're not interested in being transparent to you. Don't believe for one second that this judge is interested in transparency, that he's interested in America, that he's interested in the rule of law. Don't you believe that for one second. As a result, then, you got to ask, what is their agenda? What is their mode of, um, I'm trying to think of the word to use here. What is their mode of operandus, if you will? What what, um, are they trying to do? I believe they're trying to deceive the people. Uh, And what they're going to do is they're going to have the mainstream press absolutely carry the lie for them. What the judge will do is he will release a redacted affidavit, Uh, but it'll be so heavily redacted that you and I can't get much from it. It'll be manipulated. You wonder if we'll even really be uh, privy to the real affidavit or if they will cook the books and give us a fake one. Remember, they got away with giving a fake birth certificate for the former president of the United States. Nobody was able to call a halt to that and create accountability on that scandal, right? Right? So why can't they just fake an affidavit? No, I don't know if they'll fake the affidavit. I don't know if they planted stuff at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they're a bunch of perverts hanging out in Melania's closet. I, I don't know what the heck is going on, but I know this. You cannot trust the mainstream press and you cannot trust government. The FBI, they're criminals, folks. And you say, wait a minute, Sam, there's good guys in the FBI. Yeah, there are, but, It's kind of like, I'm going to use government school as the example. Government school, ladies and gentlemen, just like the FBI, is flat out rotten to the core. Do you read me loud and clear, ladies and gentlemen? The FBI and your government schools are are rotten to the core. The 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto is government school. All right? Now. That doesn't mean that there are not good people in the Rotten to the Core organization. There are a lot of good people in the FBI. I actually have a great friend that's former FBI that I believe is just a stellar person, just an incredible person. He's honest. He believes in what's right. He's dedicated to God, family, and country. He considers me a dear friend. He listens to our show. The guy's just tremendous, okay? I don't bring it up, he's awesome because he listens to me. I just think we're like-minded is what I'm trying to get across. We believe in the same things. There's a lot of wonderful FBI individuals. There's also a lot of people in your government schools that are just tremendous people. Yeah, there's a lot of good teachers. And the whole system, the FBI and your government schools would absolutely completely implode on themselves if there weren't great people in there holding these institutions up. The reason the government schools haven't already absolutely fallen into complete destruction is because there's a lot of good teachers there. Your next door neighbor that teaches there is probably a good, honest, moral, valuable asset. I'm not saying they're not. But the reason that I say they're rotten to the core is because they run on false premise principles. Let me explain what I mean by false premise principles. All right. That is, the FBI take this, for example, that we need some kind of federal law enforcement agency in the first place in America. Okay, that's a lie. You don't need that. There's no provisions in the Supreme Law of our land for that. Okay, so this lie that we even need a Federal Bureau of Investigations in the first place is bogus. The states and the counties can investigate. If you say, well, we need something for the 10-mile square in Washington, fine. That can run into the mayor of Washington's purview, right? We don't need a Federal Bureau of Investigations in America at all. Uh, It started out maybe with a good intent where they're just like, hey, we need, you know, something that can cross borders and this and that. And we need, you know, the United States, we're united. And so we have to have a united cooperation at the federal level or the general level. And we need to, okay, that might've been a good idea, but like all government, it runs off the rails. It literally eventually violates its original intent and becomes a plague to the people that's always what happens so why is people would say we don't need an FBI in the first place and there's no constitutional provisions for one at all okay and so that's the problem is this this false premise principle this idea that we need a general police force or a government police force on the federal level in the first place that's a bogus lie and on that lie we've created now Homeland Security FBI, CIA, NSA, right? What's a national security agency? A Federal Bureau of Investigations, right? CIA, right? What does that stand for? Criminal Institutionalized? What, what does that mean, right? Oh, it's a Central Intelligence Agency. That's right. I almost forgot. Why do we need a Central Intelligence Agency? A National Security Agency? A Federal Bureau of Investigations? A, and we just go on and on. A transportation authority, a TSA, and every one of these groups, an IRS, an Internal Revenue Service. Every one of these unconstitutional agencies are armed to the teeth and have become a flat-out blight on the on the population, an absolute hostile behemoth. Right? Okay. But the false premise principle that I'm talking about is that we need this kind of government central control in the first place with law enforcement or uh, uh, by quote force capabilities at their fingertips that's a lie we don't need that at all therefore we shouldn't have it well the same thing's true with your government schools ladies and gentlemen the false premise is that we need government funded centralized controlled education for us all there's no doubt education is important ladies and gentlemen and i'm not rejecting education at all but i am rejecting a top-down central control mandates with funding attached a stick and a carrot style education from a centralized general government point of view. Your federal government has no authority to pay for education at all. Therefore, for them to take my money to pay for it is absolute theft. Your government is guilty of criminal theft, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear indeed. Let's not pull any punches. Let's not be kind and gentle. Let's tell the truth. It is the tenth plank of the Communist Manifesto. If you wanna make a nation communist, you've gotta control the transportation, the education, the land, the farming, the taxes, the inheritance, you gotta you got have all this, right? Well, government school is one of those and that's why it's a false premise principle that we need it in the first place. Well, Sam, we all need an education, don't we? Sure we do, of course we do. No one's debating that. No one's suggesting that we don't need education. No one's at all saying that. It's who does the educating that's the debate, that's the discussion, right? It's who will do the education. And what rules, what guidelines will they have, right? That's the real question. If mom and dad do the education, or mom and dad hire a private sector entity to do the education, or the education happens on the most local of levels, You might have a different discussion. But centralized compulsory education is flat out a false premise principle contrary to the sacred cause of liberty. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
7: celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so
6: great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us
0: Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677
6: North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at LovingLiberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S so don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at
5: localhoneyman.com. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 real buckaroo calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com
4: Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: All right, the headline says, boom, Judge Rules Government Cannot Keep the Affidavit for the Donald Trump Mar-a-Lago Raid Secret, but let's Feds propose redactions Two key allegations, Bob Unruh, WND.com, doing a phenomenal job with this. So I uh, digressed a little bit last segment, but I really want to highlight this. The FBI, along with the government schools in America, both of them are on this false premise principle idea that we've got to have either of them. And the FBI literally becoming a criminal enterprise, declaring war on we the people. Raiding Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago was absolutely unnecessary and unprecedented. And the FBI knows it, and they knew it, and the judge knows it and knew it, and we really are trying to find out through the affidavit, which is the document describing why or trying to convince the judge to let them raid Mar-a-Lago to create a search warrant. Why was that done? We don't have the information. The judge is saying he's going to release it, but I think that's just nothing more than a, than a, a what word am I want to use here? Nothing but let's placate the people and pretend we're releasing it. But they'll redact it. They'll manipulate it. We don't even know if we'll be really privy to the real affidavit. How do we know we'll have the real one? How do we know they won't just bait and switch and give us a forged or a fake affidavit that that allege you know puts together the allegations they've already claimed? Oh, Donald's responsible for um, classified documents. No, not true. That's a lie. FBI, you got caught lying again. Okay. It isn't true because he has the right to declassify the documents if he wants to, number one. And number two, um, the documents uh, in the Bill Clinton case, you know, this issue was brought up about Bill Clinton as well. And the judge back in 2012 said, hey. The president can decide what are his personal documents and what are the government documents. After all, he was privy to them all in the beginning, and he can also declassify. And so he can do what he wants, pretty much, is what they said when it was Bill Clinton's turn. But now when it's Donald Trump's, they say, oh, no, you can't do that. That's crazy. Well, look, courts, you can't have it both ways. Either the president does have broad authority to declassify documents and or to determine what are his own personal files versus, quote, government documents. documentation or he does not but what you can't do is give Bill Clinton a pass and say yeah he has absolute broad discretion and how dare us even question that and then with Donald Trump hey he's guilty of some criminal activity that should prevent him from running for president in 2024 and so you have all kinds of political reasons for the government to manipulate this till the cows come home so I'm telling you right now I appreciate Bob Unram and WorldNetDaily or WND.com, I appreciate them highlighting this reality. And I appreciate the judge saying this must be released, but I don't have any faith in your government that we'll get the real deal, that we'll get, listen carefully to me, that we will get the who, what, when, where, and why. I don't believe we will get that. (laughs) What I mean by who, that's the first question in the media you gotta ask you got to stick with these five fundamental who, what, when, where, why issues. Sometimes you need to even add um, more. But who? Who ordered this raid to occur? And who truly allowed this unprecedented violation of privacy to move forward? I don't know that we will really ever get the who on that. But we should and we need to. Where? Well, where were they really supposed to search? In Melania's closet for a long time? All day long with forced no supervision? I don't think so. So that's the what part. What were they really searching for? Was it classified documents? No, it couldn't be because the president has the right to declassify. Government records? I doubt it because they literally came and took government's records back to the National Archives months ago that might have been erroneously or unintentionally transferred to Mar-a-Lago from the White House. So the who done it, we probably will never know. Who, what? We don't even know really what they're searching for. They haven't been canned that are true on that, and the redacted documents that we have so far doesn't really articulate what they were searching for. Politically, could it be the documents that related to all kind of things that would really harm your government and really put Donald Trump in a good position? See, ever since Donald Trump came down the escalator, they've been attacking him and manipulating the truth. Could this be uh, evidence relating to the Russian hoax that Donald Trump wanted released? That even though he declassified and released the information, the government literally refused? Creating a, new, a criminal act in the process, right? This is serious, folks. What were they searching for? And I don't believe the vague lies. Oh, government documents that we think he took, but we're not really sure till we find them. No, 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 no. That does not create probable cause. That creates witch hunt tactics. That does not focus on the rule of law or a legitimate reason for a a a uh, search warrant to be granted. That is vague manipulations of the truth. And then what they add to that is these scare words, these belligerent manipulation tactics like classified information. If Donald says they're not classified, at least the court used to say, then they're not classified because Donald said so. Or the president said so. He has broad latitude in these matters as commander-in-chief, right? See, but now they say, oh, classified. Well, that's a lie. Then they say, well, information that might relate to nuclear Oh, yeah? Is that true? Or is that scare tactics? We've been colluding with the enemy communist nations like China and Russia and the Ukraine. And we've been colluding with these groups uh, for a long time with all kinds of high-level military secrets and documents and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So don't give me that nuclear. That it, Don't give me that it'll uh, infect the uh, current investigation. Okay, I say that about election fraud, that A, you can't make claims before the investigations are complete. Now, they're saying that's true for this. You can't have it both ways. Either you can ignore the investigations and say there's nothing here, move along, or you've got to accept the investigating process. They can't have it both ways is the point. So anyway, I'm just telling you this idea that it's classified, this idea that it's somehow top secret or that somehow it relates to nuclear secrets, there's no evidence of this whatsoever. Now, also, the question becomes, was Donald Trump planning to share these documents? Well, do you think Donald Trump, being out of office, being surrounded by attorneys and advisors, do you think he would just down the road release documents that would be of a high-sensitive nuclear nature or something that could put America in harm's way when Donald Trump's the America first guy? Do you think he'd really do something like that? The answer is no. They thought he would do something like that when it came to... Uh, January 6th, but it didn't happen the only insurrectionists on January 6th were the government provocateurs We got them on video revolver magazine and others have great documentation on this The only person that really died relating to this was poor Ashley Babbitt and the government flat-out killed her in cold blood with no justification whatsoever You say oh Sam he was fearing for his life. No, he wasn't the girls climbing through a window unarmed And he's armed and standing back, ready for her, and you think he feels threatened? Then if he feels so threatened, why did he have a shooter behind him as a backup shooter? See, everything your government tells you, ladies and gentlemen, is being exposed as a flat-out, dishonest lie straight from the pit of hell. Okay? Don't fall for it. Don't believe it. Don't trust your government. They're lying to you, folks. And so these are the people now in the FBI that want to go ahead and pretend that the judge is going to get together, this criminal judge. Uh, that is covered up for Jeffrey Epstein forever. Now this guy is going to be the guy that's going to create transparency. Don't you believe it? Don't you believe it? Um, we don't know what the documents hold, but you know what? Donald Trump and Eric Trump say, we've got news for you. You told us to turn off our cameras. Why does the government want the cameras off? May I ask that? I thought government's trying to run around saying we've got to make the cops have body cams on because we've got to have transparency and the truth. Mm, But not for the FBI, not when they unprecedented raid a former president's home with documents that, well, we're looking for stuff. We don't even really know what we're looking for, but we know it when we see it kind of an idea. So we won't know who we won't know what, when. Well, we know when the raid took place, but we don't know the when of what has been happening for the last, quote, two years. This is the interesting thing as well when we discuss the when, the time frame on this thing. When did they believe that Donald had stuff he shouldn't have? And why did they wait two years to execute it? And why would they roll it out right before the midterm elections? And why would... Okay, so the when becomes very curious indeed. When did they ask for the search warrant? When did they have information to justify... The asking for the warrant in the first place. If they had information a long time before they asked for it, what took them so long? So you got the who, what, where, when, why. Okay, why? We don't have answers to these fundamental questions and we need to get them immediately. I'm Sam Bushman. Hang tight. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
4: Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
2: USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
8: Twice now, the Pentagon denied a request on Monday by Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser to activate the National Guard because of the number of illegal immigrants in the nation's capital. The Defense Department responded, the National Guard is not trained to assist migrants, end quote. President Trump on Monday asked a federal judge to assign a special master after he claims the FBI and Department of Justice are politically motivated when they violated his constitutional Fourth Amendment right. The government has until noon Eastern on Thursday to deliver details behind their warrant to raid his home. Former Assistant Secretary of State Robert Charles on Fox News.
5: You know, you can speculate, and we can all speculate, and that's the reason you need to release the affidavit. At least, if you want to redact some of the names, redact the names, but allow the American public to understand what the insinuations are based upon. USA Radio News.
7: Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver? That's right, but our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So, to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800 630 1490. That's 800-630-1490. Silver Walking Liberty Half Dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490.
8: Let's take a look at the heavy rains in North Texas. At least one person is dead and dozens of others had to be rescued after record rainfall soaked North Texas. A 60-year-old woman died when floodwaters swept her vehicle away. One section of East Dallas received more than 15 inches of rain in 24 hours. A state of disaster was declared shortly after. Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport recorded the second wettest 24-hour period ever. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. Dr. Anthony Fauci announced Monday he is stepping down in December after 54 years of public service. A Florida man, 62-year-old Stephen Alford, who pled guilty to attempting to defraud a family member of Representative Matt Gates, a Republican from Florida, was sentenced by a federal judge on Monday to 63 months in prison, followed by three years of supervised release. Sentencing for the convict was delayed five times before yesterday's sentencing. USA Radio News.
4: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman. On your radio, ladies and gentlemen. All I can tell you is when it comes to this affidavit, you're not going to get to the bottom of this one, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to have some government dishonest judges. They're going to make sure you never, ever get to the bottom of this thing. I wish I was wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I really wish I was wrong. But I'm telling you right now, You're not going to get to the bottom of this Donald Trump thing. They're going to tease this and mock this and manipulate this, withholding evidence and information from we the people to the point where all we can do is speculate. And then when we speculate, because of the lack of transparency, then they're going to say, see, you're nothing but a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Okay, but they lie, folks. We do the best we can with the information we have. But when government withholds information, how do you not... Speculate, or how do you have all the facts? Let me give you a quick example to make the point. Take Ammon Bundy's situation. He literally uh, is hanging out at his ranch with his family in 2014. Uh, the government says you owe taxes every time it starts with the you owe taxes thing. And they say, hey, pay up. And the Bundys say, no, we don't owe you federal government. We'll go ahead and pay our county what we owe. And then there's a big old showdown, and the FBI and all the thugs come with sharpshooters and everything else. And, so then, Ammon Bundy and family are popular enough, well known enough, ranchers and uh, political uh, leaders and to the point where hey, they stand up and say, hey, please come and help us. So the Patriots come and help. The government says the Patriot guys are evil and bad, uh, and the showdown happens. And really, uh, good news: the Patriots keep it peaceful. The government kind of loses and has to go home, but a a meltdown was averted. Well, then the government has hate and anger over this because they've been they've been pwned by we the people. They've been shut down and put back in their cage where they belong. And they have a they have a chip on their shoulder over that. And so then they eventually come back and they drag Ammon Bundy through the mud. To the point where then he says something got done over this land issue and he goes to the Malheur Wildlife Refuge. Now, I don't think that was the best decision, but he did peacefully nevertheless. They lie in the press and say that Ammon Bunny's a dangerous man. and He's armed to the teeth. He never was armed. They say he was uh, in this Malheur wildlife refuge and wouldn't come out. They lie again. He peacefully walked into a gymnasium and sat in the middle of the crowd with his cowboy hat on unarmed. Okay, so they're lying again. Anyway, long story short, they arrest him. They almost kill him. They kill one of his best friends. Again, that day where we're supposed to be so bad, Ammon Bunny and crew are supposed to be so violent and hostile and extreme and terrorist, the only person that died was an American patriot, Lavoie Figgum, and the only people doing the shooting are government. Same thing with Rick Vicki Weaver. Only people that got killed were by government. Same thing with the January 6th, the only people that really died, Ashley Babbitt, by, again, government. And we see this narrative play out over and over and over. And then Ammon Bundy goes to jail for two years, half of it in solitary confinement, folks. And then he gets released. And the first trial, because they tried him on multiple things, the first trial, the jury said not guilty. Boom. Nothing here. Go home. The attorney tries to get Ammon Bundy free, but the government tases Marcus Mumford, Ammon Bundy's attorney, literally in court, just out of line, out of control. They were just pissed off that Ammon Bundy won again and they lost because he was guilty of nothing. Then they bring him back to Nevada, haul him back. Again, they go through this big old trial and a whistleblower defends Ammon Bundy. Thank God for the whistleblowers. And then more evidence comes out because Ammon and Bundy's attorneys are good and they discover some information that's being forced onto the court docket now and out in the open before the jury. The judge freaks out, declares a mistrial, lets Ammon and Bundy and those guys go, saying guilty of nothing. And the only people that were guilty of crimes were the FBI and the government. They were guilty of withholding esculpatory evidence. In other words, key evidence in the case. They were guilty of and we go on and on and on and on. Then the government literally tries to get these Michigan guys who wanted to um, have a citizen's arrest on Gretchen Whitmer or whatever her name is, governor of, of you know, okay. And So then they go and they do all that. And the government, again, guilty of all kinds of entrapment and dishonest agendas, and a mistrial occurs. But you look at that and you say, wow, folks, your government is really out of control. And the trust is eroding quickly. And if they don't stop their abuses, eventually they will create a civil war. I pray they do not. But I'm telling you right now, you cannot have a rogue government this out of control continuing to escalate the abuses on the people without eventually blowback happening, without eventually the people saying, "Uh uh-uh, you've crossed too many lines, we're not doing that. I hope it isn't true. I don't want to go to war. War is evil and dangerous and sad and horrible. Um, But you know what? When the government decides on the heels of all these... Uh, manipulations of the FBI and the Justice Department and all. Then all of a sudden, the government literally then says, we're going to hire 87,000 more IRS agents, and we're going to arm most of them. Folks, they are literally out of their minds crazy. But you know what, folks? It's the immorality of we the people that it's behind all this, that's causing all of this. I'm going to give you a quick example to make the point. Headline says this, Yankee fans' abhorrent behavior is nothing new. Mike Vaccaro, I guess is how you say his name, okay, with the article. It was written July 18th, so just you know a few days ago. But think about it. The behavior of the Yankees fans is nothing new. On one hand, you can say this isn't that big of a deal. It's just, you know, par of the course. But I submit to you, this is the problem in America. While we're involved in bread and circus, it literally turns out to be kind of a blood and circus scenario, doesn't it? Yeah, they say the Yankees and the Mets more than just a rival, right? Okay? But we look at this and we go, what happened there? It's dividing the Internet now, some say. We tend to think of unruly fans as a modern invention. You'll look at old time sports pitchers and it sometimes seems that they had similar dress codes. to parochial schools, everyone wearing jackets and ties looking perfectly in their Sunday best. But when you look at an ugly moment like what transpired Saturday night, whatever the details, Ugly enough to where the Red Sox came off the field. Wow. How did things get so out of hand? A baseball was thrown. Right? Now, oftentimes, uh, people are wearing their, you know, favorite team's paraphernalia. Yeah. And what happens is when an away team goes to Yankee Stadium and wears their quote Boston apparel, how does that go? Not well. How have fans been treated over the years? Right? Now, listen. Some people say when you go to games, you've got to wear neutral outfits. Because if you wear opposing team paraphernalia, it can go south in a hurry. So a dad told his 15- and 17-year-old son to wear neutral outfits. But the oldest son snuck a Yankees cap in. In his jap- jacket pocket it slipped out when he took a bathroom break and quite literally six Red Sox fans promptly stomped the hell out of that cap my friend's son was smart enough to have walked away but he watched this from a distance and told his dad you weren't kidding now a fan I guess threw a ball this is crazy Red Sox outfielder, Alex, how do you say his last name? Vertigo? Vertigo? Alex Vertigo? He reacts after a fan threw a ball at him. Think about that, folks. All I'm telling you is this is crazy. All I know is this it gets crazy and people literally escalate violence over sports like you wouldn't believe but again I go back and we're talking about bread and circus folks we're all at an entertainment event in an entertainment venue here right how do we allow this to get so sideways so out of hand this is nothing new in 1938 they had violence that resulted in the deaths of some folks so this isn't new But what needs to happen to back away? And I submit to you there's a parallel between our entertainment and our behavior and normal societal behavior. I'll talk about it in mere seconds on your radio.
4: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, my fellow Americans, I submit to you there is a parallel between the behavior of we the people and the way our judges and others are acting, folks. And I know this sounds like kind of a crazy comparison, but boom, judge rules that we can get the a copy of the affidavit for the Mar-a-Lago raid. But I submit to you that it will be so redacted and that you just won't get the who, what, when, where, or why of the story. You won't create transparency and accountability here. You'll just create greater mistrust and greater confusion surrounding this because otherwise they'll have to answer for the wicked that they have done, folks. And I submit to you that this next headline, the Yankees' fans' abhorrent behavior is nothing new, uh, NYP or New York Post with the piece. um, There's a parallel, ladies and gentlemen, between the behavior of the people in their entertainment and societal reality. The more we behave wickedly, the more we focus on bread and circus, now fans throwing baseballs at team members. This is insanity, folks. The behavior is out of control. But we can't expect society to go right when we the people behave badly. Okay, you just can't expect that. And I submit to you there's a parallel. It all has to do with morality and the people, folks. So when we're an immoral people, we're going to get people that lord over us. We act wickedly, turn bread and circus into blood and circus, and we're on the wrong road, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so the CDC now quietly ends the differentiation between the unvaxxed and COVID-vaccinated people. Now, for two years, they told you the unvaxxed were the enemy of the world, that all hell was going to break loose and all of society was going to melt down because the unvaxxed. They're going to spread the disease. They're going to harm everyone. They're going to. And now they literally erase the differentiation between the two. Why? Because now the evidence is showing that those who are vaccinated are spreading the disease more than the unvaxxed. Those who are vaccinated are getting sicker than those who are unvaxxed. The people who are not vaccinated and who have received or who got COVID or whatever you want to say have natural immunity that is now being proven as superior to the vaccinated immunity. And now that all this evidence is coming out again, they got to erase the difference and create the lie. They end the differentiation between the unmaxed or the unvaxed and the vaccinated. There is a big difference between those who are unvaxxed and those who are vaccinated. One is the people who have natural immunity have superior immunity than the vaccinated created immunity. Secondly, the people that are unvaxxed are less sick than the vaxxed. So are you surprised the CDC does this? That's why it's a criminal organization that needs to be shut down. Instead of admitting they lied or admitting they were wrong, they literally double down in secrecy, but yet make changes. Now, believe it or not, Quadruple vaxxed Pfizer CEO. Do you know about this guy? He's quadruple faxed or quadruple vaxxed. He's the Pfizer CEO. His name is Albert. How do you say his last name? Brula. Albert Brula, is I think how you say it? He tests positive for COVID. Just like Justin Trudeau in Canada. Just like Anthony Fauci just like Joe Biden, just like Jill Biden, just like everybody else. Um, The most recent one is Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who just tested positive for a second time Monday, despite being quadruple vaccinated. Critics like me believe that these leaders may not have even taken the gene therapy vaccines. Now, I don't know if they took them or not, but if they took them, no wonder they're getting so sick. If they didn't take them, well then, hey, they're developing natural immunities. But the problem is you cannot trust government is the problem, right? So we don't know the truth and we'll probably never know the truth. All right. Now check this out, ladies and gentlemen. This one is the most shocking story I've seen in a while. Government database now reveals 10,000% Increase in cancer reports linked to COVID 19 vaccines. Where did I get this piece? Life Site News, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I got something to say about Life Site News. They're stellar, their reporting is excellent, uh, and now they have the details here. But remember when I got kicked off Twitter some time ago? It was Life Site News in an article there that I was quoting along with an Israeli news organization that's, again, just as, whatever you want to call it, credible, where they said, hey, people in Israel that are elderly are dying more from the COVID vaccine than they are from the COVID itself. And I happened to report on their reports, if that makes sense. And they literally shut me down on Twitter saying, hey, you can't say those kind of things. And Sam, if you recant what you said, we'll put you back up on Twitter. And I refused. But now we have government database reveals 10,000% increase in cancer reports linked to vaccinations. LifeSite News once again. Great reporting from LifeSite. And again, you can kick me off Twitter if you want to, but I'm just going to tell this tale. I'm not even on Twitter because I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my stuff down, right? But the guy's name is, he's a researcher. He's a doctor. His name is Brian Shalavi, I think is how you say his name, Brian Shalavi. He investigated the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. How do you call that? VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, VAERS database. And he discovered a 10,661.4% increase in cancer reports as a result of, quote, experimental COVID 19 gene-based therapies also called vaccines as compared with all other FDA approved vaccinations over the last 30 years and he found 837 cases of cancer reported following cancer or following covid-19 vaccines and then he compared that to all other FDA approved vaccines for the previous 30 years, and he found only 140 cases of cancer. So then he concluded that the increase showed by the VARS database showed that there were 29,790 deaths and 247,000 plus serious injuries between December 14th, 2020 and July 22nd, 2022 from the COVID injection, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. He then compared over the last 20 months more of the details. It is just shocking what he has discovered, folks. It is absolutely shocking. But again, where's the mainstream press? Will the mainstream press report on this as they should? Will the mainstream press and others demand accountability and say, hey, this might be a limited case study that Brian has done, but you know what? We need more study, more evidence, more information. Or are they just going to bury it and say he's a kook, he's a nut, and trash his credibility? What are they going to do? Well, I have a feeling they're going to do the latter because we know what the mainstream press already does, right? Right. We've seen it time and time and time again. And when they lie to us once, shame on them. When they lie to us over and over and over and we keep watching and listening and reading and digesting their propaganda, at some point it's clearly shame on us. Not on them, but on us, because how much credibility do they have to lose before we decide they're not worth our time, they're not worth our energy any longer? This is the time the new media needs to take center stage. This is the time the yesteryear media's gatekeeping is done for, is over. We need to reject the fake news propaganda peddlers once and for all. Turn to constitutional Americans. Turn to people who believe in radio and TV, who believe in the who, what, when, where, why principles, who want the facts who want to ground all facts, who want to make sure they're reporting the truth to the best of their ability. Look, I'm not making the claim about this 10,000% increase in cancer. A, an expert researcher who has incredible credentials is reporting this. I'm just reporting on the reports that I get from LifeSite News and others, just like I reported the first time on the evidence coming out of Israel. But they take me down as if I'm peddling fake news. No, ladies and gentlemen, it is not fake news. It is something that needs to be followed up on. Do I claim we have all the facts on it? Do I claim we have everything? No, I don't. Brian, the researcher, would even admit that, you know what, we don't have everything. We're doing our very best to gain information in a very information-hostile environment. Right? We're doing our best to release documents uh, and get rid of classified documents and and released for transparency and accountability to the American people. We're doing the level best we can in a very, very hostile environment where government and former media uh, and current media control information. Let me give you an example. You know, the search warrant that we fought to get released, That at first the government didn't want to release that at all. I don't know if you know, but the New York Times and others had that press release before it was ever even released to the public. I don't know where they got that. I don't know who gave it to them, but somebody is a criminal somewhere for them to have that information but they had it but this is where again the new york times and all these people they have and can get this information but they choose to either cover it up or flat out lie about it it doesn't matter it all depends on the the circumstances if they can cover it up they will if they can lie about it if they must they will and we the people need to demand a change and the best way you demand a change is you jettison their news coverage if CNN literally already laying off people, already melting down, already having a credibility crisis, if it gets worse, hopefully they'll shut their doors, hopefully by uh, free agency. We, the people, can decide who and what we want to listen to. And you know what? We need to decide quickly because the information war is on. Because the battle for transparency and accountability is center stage right now. The new media taking center stage and taking on the mainstream press like never before is continuing. It is getting more and more head-to-head, like a sports rivalry almost. And the mainstream press now, literally their behavior is just disgraceful in the attacks and the dishonest uh, abuses. The drive-by media is what Rush Limbaugh used to call it. Um, on we the people and on, a, on the new media personalities. So, for example, me, they're just going to say I'm a terrorist, I'm a domestic threat, I'm a racist, I'm a hater, I'm a this or that. But you know what? If you listen to me for more than a couple of shows, you know they're lying. I believe in restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. I believe in peaceful solutions. We at the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association, of which I'm a big part, I'm the vice president of operations, we uh, believe that we can stand for liberty. I mean, who? after all, we Sheriff Mack wrote a book called The County Sheriff, America's Last Hope. We're doing all that we can to remain peaceful. We're doing all that we can to tell the truth. We are truth tellers to the umph degree, ladies and gentlemen. And we got a lot of work ahead of us, and so we need your financial support. Please donate liberty to libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, every penny counts, Your support, we're so grateful for. And I am Sam Bushman. And I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. But you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? God save the republic of the United States of America.